Amen. It's great to be back up here after uh, my COVID pneumonia lockdown. Um, that was a doozy. It was such a doozy. So I told my wife that I would only preach for an hour today. So. And, uh, and so I'll, I'll hold it to that. Um, uh, may or may not need to turn my mic up. Uh, we'll see. I'm just trying to get my uh, get everything situated here. Get get this all going. Just give me one moment. All right. But I, I wanna I wanna definitely start out by um, by thanking um, Robert for doing such an amazing job yeah. last week. delivering the message in such a fantastic way last week. Um, thank you so much for that. Mm -hmm. And I want to thank Drew for doing such an amazing communion. Yeah, just yeah, now yeah. as well. Uh, yeah. you know, in, in, base, in baseball, the, the, uh, the, the third base, base coach or the first base coach, sometimes you'll, more than likely the first base, third base coach, you'll just go like this, you know, to fan them home. And uh, I was about to do that with Drew. Just, just keep on going. Uh, and, uh, I'll take another break and and uh, have just turned that into a sermon or something. Give um, me another rest. But um, but thank you so much, bro. I really appreciate that. Um, but yeah, it's great to be back. We we are on week four of uh, fruits that lasts. Uh, that has been our. Our uh, series for the for the last uh, this will be our fourth week that that's uh, been our series uh, this month and it's been fantastic. Like I said, Robert has been has done a fantastic job um, uh, uh, with last week's and um, and Nathan is going to actually close this series next oh, wow. week. Right. Um, and so I'm looking forward to that. So I get another another uh, rest to get my try to get my lungs back. Right, and so, but very excited about this series. I feel like we've been learning a lot during this series. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's interesting, um, you know, staying connected to people gets easier and easier, doesn't it? Yeah. Right, as, as we go on and we move on, and you know, 2022, when 2023 comes, I'm sure they'll come out with something else, but staying connected to people it gets easier and easier each year. Why? Because technology improves rapidly. You know, social media websites and apps and, um, have certainly seen growth, helping people stay connected with each other. You know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, all these different apps allow us to, to almost instantly post information about ourselves for others to see and, uh, and see what the people in our lives are saying about themselves, right? Um, you know, we can even see what they're eating for crying out loud. <laughs> uh, we can see what they're eating, whether breakfast, lunch, dinner, right? Sometimes even snacks. Um, and uh, you know, right here in our in our local fellowship here, we rely on grouping to keep us connected throughout the week. Uh, you know, Travis is homeschool, classical conversations. Um, and then the Garvitas, you know, go to the same homeschool, so the Moxleys as well are, they're busy, you know, they're busy even, even during this break right now, 
on Slack. I get my phone pinging all the time with, with uh, communication. And I'm like, man, he's out of school. Like, he's done. And my phone is just keep pinging, 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 pinging. Uh, always connected. And I bet, our, I bet our teens can, you know, can school us on other apps that keep us connected, right? Like, what, 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 what kind of apps do you guys use outside of what I just mentioned, teens? Are you guys paying attention to me? What, what other apps do you guys use to, to, to stay connected? Apart from Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat. Snapchat. All right, what else? Don't be shy. You guys know you know some other apps. Come on now. You don't want to say it because it's all good. I will put you on the spot in front of all these people. All right. Discord. Okay. Travis is, Travis is on Discord. You guys use any other apps apart from that? No? I'll hit you up after this and see. But um, but yeah, so there are other apps as well, right? That 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 help us to stay connected, right? Like what's the other one there, honey? Um, WhatsApp. We use WhatsApp, right? And so we communicate with people in the Caribbean with uh, with WhatsApp. And so if you have WhatsApp, they have WhatsApp. It's a free communication. It doesn't cost anything. And so we can we can actually call, you know, people in Jamaica, and it's. Um, it's free. You know, cell phones make it so much easier for us to call or text anyone, anywhere, at any time. Amen. You know, one of, one, of my, uh, one of my best men in my wedding, yes, I had more than one. <laughs> I had two best men in my wedding. Uh, they've since moved to Canada, but when he, was in, when, they, when he and his wife were in Dubai, we were still able to communicate, right? We were still able to communicate when he was in Dubai. I think at the time we used Skype at that time. Um, I think we still use WhatsApp when, when they were there. But it was easy to stay in touch. Staying connected to people who are halfway across the world can be done at the push of a button or click of a, click of a mouse. But regardless of what technology you're using, whether it is a cell phone, via satellite, cable, or even the now old-fashioned phone line. Mm -hmm. you, guys, you guys remember, I don't know if some of, you, some of the teens remember, but I know some of us do. You guys remember when the internet first came out with the phone line? Yes. yes. And you remember the download, the download, the dial-up connection? I don't even know how to make the sound pretty good, but it was just like that sound. I shouldn't have made that like. <laughs> but that was just like annoying sound just to connect to the internet. Sometimes it would take a good what three minutes or something just to connect to the internet, right? And um, you know, but but um, whether it's one of those ways of of communicating, and even as we've seen here. Uh, many a Sunday morning, technology is only as good as its connection. One second, let me grab my water here. So technology is only as good as its connection, right? Mm -hmm. Preach. <laughs> <laughs> right? And so if the connection isn't good, then so goes technology. 
You know, wow. if the connection isn't solid, you will not have a good flow of information. Yeah, yeah. You won't be able to understand what the others are trying to communicate over that connection. Mm -hmm. You know, Jesus is working to make that very point with his words here in, John, in John's Gospel. Staying connected to Christ is about more than just hearing his words, right? Staying connected to Christ is, is life itself. Yeah. Staying connected to him is life itself. Staying connected to Christ is nourishment for the branches. Come on. And this is fruit. This causes fruit. You know, with these words, Jesus is pleading with us. Let's take a look here at John 15, 4 through 8. He says, Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He just makes it very clear. He lays it out right there. He says, if you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Amen. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. And so, as we talked about before, we have God as the gardener, we have, we have Jesus as the vine, and we have disciples as the branches, right? And, it, and, and the, 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 the title, really, of this uh, message this morning is Nourishment Through Connection. Nourishment Through Connection. Because my question for us today is, where are we getting our nourishment? Amen. Where do you get your nourishment from? And especially if it's not Jesus, where are we getting our nourishment? As branches, who should be getting it from the vine? Amen. Yeah. See, we must be connected to God. We must want to know more about God. See, there are so many ways we can get to know more about God. Mm -hmm. We are not short of ways to get to know more about God. We are not short of ways to be nourished mm -hmm. from Jesus. Mm -hmm. Even compared to when this was written, mm -hmm. when this was inspired by Jesus, we have a plethora of ways now to be nourished. You know, there's so many ways to be connected. Just as there's so many ways for us to be connected to each other, whether it be through social media or the internet. And we have done our best to find those ways. We have done our ways to fill our phones with these apps, where we can be connected with one another. But have we done our best to find the ways to be connected to Jesus? How do we connect with God? 
Well, we can do this through books. We can, we can connect ourselves with God through books. Sacred Pathways is a great one. I want to encourage you guys to look that book up. Sacred Pathways. What it talks about is basically your personality. Like, what is your personality? Where do you connect best with God? Some of us connect best with God inside our homes. Some of us may connect best with God walking through the forest. Some of us have to have a very quiet place. Some of us connect best with God through music. Some of us connect best with God just sitting in our backyard. Whatever the case may be, exploring nature. How do you best connect with God? And whatever that way is, that needs to be your place. Amen. Have you taken the time to even explore that? Some of us connect best with God through prayer. Have you explored that? We can do this through prayer, life. Praying continually. You ever consider that our life sometimes needs to be a continual prayer? Mm -hmm. Life is a prayer that is interrupted by the other things that you can, that you have to do. Let me say that again. Life is a prayer that is interrupted by the other things that you have to do. So life is this continual prayer. Life is this continual communication with God that somehow gets interrupted by the other things that we have going on in our lives. Let me make that sure that connects, guys, because it's kind of quiet. Life. <laughs> life. The life you live needs to be this communication and connection with your God. Where you're talking to Him. You're communicating with Him. You're having a conversation with Him. God, how do I do this? God, thank you. God, you are my King and Father. God, you are in control of my life. The things that interrupt me, can you stop them? God, you are my glory. You are all that is important. And so when all these other things interrupt, they need to be interrupting your prayer, which is your life. Not the other way around where you interrupt these other things with prayer. Okay, good. I'm glad you got it now. Just wanted to make sure that you, that you got that part. It's so important, guys. Our life needs to be prayer. We can connect with God through rest and Sabbath. We can connect with God through meditation. We can connect with God through spiritual disciplines. But this is beyond, guys, just a morning prayer time, a morning Bible reading. This is beyond a morning devotional. Right? Sometimes I think that if we think that we have a morning devotional, we're good. Check, and we move on. No. No. That is not your life with God. Now you're making your life with God this checklist type of thing. 
What if I had a relationship with you where I'm like, okay, it's a checklist. What if my relationship with my wife was a checklist? Oh, I kissed her in the morning. Check. She made me breakfast. Check. She didn't make me breakfast. Oh, there's an empty spot there. I didn't get to check that. Hey, wife! I need to check this. Can you imagine if that was our relationship? But that's how we live with God sometimes. We make it this checklist type of relationship. Oh, I prayed. Check. See, now we make it where the prayer interrupts your life. Point is not something, this is not something we do on our own. It's not a self-help thing. We need each other. We need to use the tools God has given us. We need God. More than anything, we need Jesus. You know, through pruning, God is able to help us become the best version of ourselves. Pruning is for the purpose of bearing even more fruit. And I hope that you guys got that from what Robert told me. But to bear fruit, you must remain in Jesus. Guys, you must remain in Jesus. Jesus says, apart from me, you can do nothing. And I'm sure we all want to do something. Do you really believe that apart from Jesus, you can do nothing? Do you believe that? Come on. Do you believe you need Jesus? Amen. Preach about it. He says, you must remain in me. You see, the fear I have is that we don't really believe that we can do nothing without Jesus. I think there's a part of us that thinks that we have just enough power to do or fulfill some of our desires without it. And we just have this, 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 this ample amount of power to go about our business and do what we need to do without Jesus. That we can unplug ourselves and, and detach, go unnourished, and we will be okay. There's a part of us that may be feeling that way sometimes. That if we don't read our Bible, we don't pray, we don't fellowship, we don't serve, that we're just going to be okay for a little bit. And then we'll just jump back on that bandwagon and we'll be okay again. You know, since we are commanded to remain in Jesus, it's something we must and can do. But what does it mean to remain in Jesus? Well, a simple search of synonyms or, or definition says that to, to remain in Jesus means to abide, it means to reside, it means to live, it means to continue, it means to dwell, it means to stay in Jesus. Sometimes we think it's okay to know about Jesus or to simply have some knowledge or belief. After all, belief means faith, right? And so that should be enough. No. We must live in Him. Come on. We got to live in Him. We got to continue in Him. We got to remain in Him. Live or reside in Him. Let's see what the Bible says about that. Come on, Jay. 
So as we know, the vine is Jesus, right? right? And so the symbolism of the vine and the branches is very similar to, as, to what it talks about in the New Testament where Jesus is the head of what? The body. <laughs> I watch a lot of horror movies. That's my confession for today. And you know, in some of those silly ones, right, where there is no head, right, and some of the bodies, you kind of see the hands flapping around. I'm sorry, this is gross. But there's no life in a body if there's no head. can tell you there's no life in the body without a head. It's almost common sense. You don't need a medical professional to tell you that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. right? Yeah. There is no life in a body without a head. Amen. There is no life in a branch if it's detached from a vine. Yeah. Like I don't think Jesus meant for this to be something very complicated to understand. It's very simple. Right? Same symbolism. And we have a living relationship to Christ and belong to Him. It's a living relationship when you consider the head and the body. It's a living relationship. When you consider the vine and the branches. It's a living relationship. Mm -hmm. And our relationship with Jesus is alive, guys. Amen. Amen. It's alive. Amen. Right? It's living and active. It's alive every day. Our union with Christ is a living union. Amen. So we can bear fruit. If we sever that union, we are unable to bear fruit. If we sever our union with the vine, we are unable to bear fruit. <clears throat> it cannot happen. And so if we go about our lives where we are not thinking about and considering about abiding with Jesus, living in Jesus, dwelling with Jesus, continuing with Jesus, staying with Jesus, we're in trouble. We're in trouble. And so it's very important to say to ourselves, how are we doing that? You know, a branch cannot live apart from the trunk or vine of a plant. <coughs> in gardening, Many of us in here garden, right? I wish Erin was in here. Because she'd probably give a great amen. <laughs> Nutrients and water flow from the main stem of a trunk of the plant to outer branches or stems. From there, the nutrients create fruit or leaves to cover the plant. And a branch cannot grow fruits or leaves if it is not connected to the center of the plant. Amen. Amen. Right. Come on. 
Over the growing season, the mother plant receives sunlight, water, nutrients from the soil to keep growing, helping the immature fruit to continue growing larger. So now when you sever that, what happens? No nutrients. No nutrients. It's springtime, and we can see this illustration all around us. And so as we talk about us as branches, how is your union with Christ? How is your union with Christ today? Because branches have two uses according to Jesus. What are those two uses? Bear fruit or bird garden? Bear fruit or be burned. And again, the fruit that he's talking about is not only bearing fruit in number and conversions. It's bearing fruit in your life, like the fruit of the Spirit, your character, your personal growth. Right? What else are branches use, useful for? What, 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 what are they useful for? You go outside, you, you find branches, and if they're not on the tree, what are you going to do with them? You're going to throw them away or burn them. Kids outside, they're picking them up, flinging them around, or kicking them. <laughs> right? Yeah. Or breaking them up into smaller pieces. What are you going to use them for? In Ezekiel, they say they're not even, some of them not even good for building. What are you going to use them for? They're better off being on the tree, bearing fruit. Right? Because if they're severed, there's no use. Because branches cannot produce its own life. You cut a branch off a tree, it can't produce its own life. Neither can you. You can't produce your own life. I know you maybe, maybe you want to, but you cannot produce your own life. Sever from Jesus, sever from the vine, you can't produce your own life. You can't produce fruit. Your life is not going to be the same. Your life is not going to be what you want it to be or need it to be. Apart from Jesus. But it has to draw nourishment and life from the vine. Where are we getting our nourishment? Is it our communion with Christ? That makes bearing it, it is our it is our communion with Christ that makes bearing fruit possible. Come on. All through the New Testament is this image of Jesus and the disciple as union and communion. All through the New Testament. We look at Jesus and disciples and we see union and communion. We'll be better off to see the consistency in this. And when we abide in Christ. We're in communion with Him. You know, practically speaking, it means to walk as Jesus did. In 1 John 2, 6, it says, Whoever claims to live in Him must live as Jesus did. You can also say, Whoever claims to abide in Him must walk as Jesus did. Amen. 
Whoever claims to continue in him must walk as Jesus did. Whoever claims to dwell in him must walk as Jesus did. They must live as Jesus did. Love, love one another. Right? If we're going to love one another, 1 John 4.12, it says, No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us, and his love is made complete in us. How amazing is this scripture? Right? Listen, to what, listen close. It says, no one has ever seen God. Never seen him. But, if we love one another, if we love one another, loving one another connects you to God as well. And can you imagine that? No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, we get at least a glimpse through one another of God. Amen. We get a glimpse of Him. What John is saying here is that no one has seen Him, but if you love one another, you might get a good glimpse of who God really is. First John three twenty four. It says the one who keeps God's commands lives in him and he in them. And this is how we know that he lives in us. We know it by the spirit he gives us. Amen. Guys, we gotta keep his commands. Okay. Keeping God's commands is living in Him. Keeping His commands is abiding in Him, dwelling in Him, continuing in Him. And we welcome Him in us. The connection is that if, if you're obeying what you're reading, you'll be living what you're believing. Amen. You'll be living what you're believing. First John 2.24 says, As for you, see that what you have heard from the beginning remains in you. If it does, you also will remain in the Son and in the Father. Guys, we've got to have some deep and strong convictions. We've got to have some deep and strong convictions. Let me get an amen on that one. Amen. Because for real, sometimes I wonder about our convictions. Like we look at this passage again, it says, As for you, see that you see that what you have heard from the beginning remains in you. Yeah. That it doesn't depart out of you. That it remains in you. And if it does, you also will remain in the Son and the Father. Guys, hold strong to your convictions. We abide in Him by holding to our convictions. Right. You know, while I was while I was down and out, I got some time to read a lot too. And uh, Tom recommended a book to me called uh, Convictions and Civility. Great book. Some of those things we're going to put into place in here. Amen. Right? And it talks about, about <clears throat> having some having holding to our convictions Amen. and being civil about it. Uh -huh. Right? And it talks about I love how it lays it out and it, it, it gives us these buckets, right? 
and about things that we learn in the scriptures that are that are vitally important, which is the gospel. Amen. Amen. Right? And then and then the, the, the other bucket that we could put what we learn from the scriptures in are those important things. Right? Those really important things that we find in the scriptures that we need to have some strong convictions on. And then there's a third bucket of things that, well, the scriptures don't really give us, you know, um, uh, a strong explanation on, right? That sometimes we're going to waver a little bit. And we've got to have some discussions about those things. But, but truly, guys, we've got to have some strong convictions about some things. Amen. Come on. Some strong convictions about some things that don't waver. Now, there are other, there are other parts of our, 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 our fellowship that may have some different thoughts about these strong convictions. Okay. But we've got to have some convictions. Come on. So see that you see that what you have heard from the beginning remains in you. And guys, we abide in Him by holding to our convictions. Man. This is one of the areas which we compromise in. Mm. You know, we may read our Bibles, pray, etc., but are we holding to it? Mm. Are we holding to what we're reading? Will you see that what you have heard from the beginning remains in you? The vine produces the fruit when the branch remains connected. Amen. Come on. I don't care if I've said that 20 times already. Because it's important. No branch has ever produced fruit by itself. But it must be connected in order to be nourished. Similarly, disciples' role is to remain reside and live on the vine. That's it. That's our role. That's really our, our, our core role is to reside on the vine. Can't isolate yourselves from the vine. That was me, by the way. No, I'm just kidding. No. Some isolation is good. Some isolation is good. During COVID, isolating myself from my family it's a good idea for their best interest, right? But do I want to stay away from nourishment? Or am I going to isolate myself from medicine and nourishment? That would be ludicrous, right? But from my family, yes, because I don't want them to get sick. But from nourishment, things that are going to help me, what's going to make me better? Come on. Am I going to isolate myself from those things? No. Right. Am I going to isolate myself from the lifeblood of Jesus? No. That would be nonsense. Yeah. The branch will not get any nourishment if it's not connected to the vine. That's something that's going to stick. Because I know, I've, again, I know I've said that a bunch of times. Oh, I didn't know that went out, guys. Um, so we should ask ourselves who we are isolated from. Mm -hmm. 
Are we isolating from Jesus? Are we isolating from each other? Who are we isolating from? And ask yourself, what's the benefit? What's the benefit of that isolation? You know, our prayer is by diving into John 15 that you're inspired to abide in Him, to live in Him, to continue in Him, to commune in Him, to stay in Him, to reside in Him, to dwell in Him. You know, we should be constantly connected to God. Where life interrupts us. Not the other way around. Where we interrupt ourselves to connect with God. Life needs to interrupt our connection with God. Because we should be connected all the time. You know, we can be fruit and bear fruit. Not only fruit, but much fruit. Not only much fruit, but fruit that lasts. Next week, Nathan will wrap up the series with abounding love. May we bear, and may we last, and may God be pleased. Amen. 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 Amen.